Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast where we talk everything horror, monsters, scary, spooky, anything that fits that vein, we're all about it. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined as always by my other host, Ike. Ike, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. This is part two Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we actually just spent close to 15 minutes rambling. We were in a groove. We were really hitting hitting our stride, and then Ike noticed that, oh, Dave forgot to hit record. So <laughs> we're trying again here, and uh, hopefully this first 10 minutes or so is, is still got some enthusiasm because it's going to be a retread for us, but but we're going we're gonna to do it anyway. Uh, so before we dive into it, let's take a let's take a moment here to to get rid of or take care of some of the housekeeping. Excuse me, I'm already flustered. I've got myself flustered because of this this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's some housekeeping. Make sure you subscribe to us because we're really guys, we're actually pretty good at this. Uh, just not present, you know, present moment not uh, excluded. <laughs> <laughs> and so subscribe to us wherever you listen to us are listening to us and uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams. I think we have some late word of just arriving and interrupt to bring this to you. Now let's talk about some news again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so a, a couple things. Let's talk. Uh, let's first talk uh, birthdays. Um, a couple of birthdays that are coming up on October 8th. That is the birthday for R.L. Stein. We've talked in a couple of, I believe it's been mentioned maybe in both episodes, but uh, definitely in our introduction episode, uh, the writer of Goosebumps, uh, you know, a very key uh, aspect of literature that, that helped uh, draw a lot of kids into horror. Uh, and then coming up on October 9th, uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, it's his birthday, uh, you know, known for The Shape of Water, Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, filmmaker extraordinaire. Uh, Ike, uh, tell us, you, you were... <laughs> tooting the horn of del toro earlier so go ahead toot again and, and tell everybody <laughs> yeah no absolutely uh you know Gilmore del toro he's you know he, he definitely kind of has some of those weird movies out there um and i was trying to remember i if i remember correctly um he was supposed to do something with norman reedus i i want to say that he had a hand in a video game it was supposed to be have, have a hand in the uh silent hill remake of it's a fa pretty famous horror series um and i'm pretty sure he was supposed to have a hand in it um him hideo kojima and uh uh what who would i just say norman reedus uh they were i think they were all supposed to kind of have a hand in making a silent hill game that eventually got scrapped um but yeah and for people who don't know hideo kojima is pretty infamous uh when it comes to uh horror video games but yeah Absolutely. Sorry. I, I actually just remembered that. So weirdly enough, and I didn't remember that before. And uh, Del Toro also has a very, very extravagant horror memorabilia collection. If you have not seen that, look it up. There's pictures of his home. Uh, I, I think where he did uh, something, I don't know, for a magazine or a show or something. Uh, he did a, a tour of his home and he has some amazing, amazing pieces uh, to look at. So and then also on a merchandise note, uh, this coming weekend, October 6th through 9th, is the New York City Comic Con, or New York Comic Con, just New York Comic Con. And Kid Robot has produced a three-pack of troll dolls that are done in the form of Chucky, the Bride of Frankenstein, and Michael Myers. Uh, these look very, very cool. Look like something that I would like to have and collect and put on my shelf. Uh, again, I will not be at New York City Comic Con, but uh, hopefully these will, I mean, these will show up in the secondary market, and hopefully I can pick up a set. Um, Ike, what do you, are you a big troll doll fan? You know, I do like the troll dolls. I think they're kind of cool. Uh, I kind of like that uh, troll movie that they put out not too long ago. But um, if you will, I think Dave will be trolling the Internet for some <laughs> troll dolls. Uh, <laughs> but, that's um, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will because uh, these look pretty cool. And, of course, uh, you, you had me at Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, but yeah. then you you'd throw in Michael Myers and, and you know, and, and, I mean, Chucky's no no slouch either. Uh, so I'm pretty happy about that. I, I think I'm going to try to get those in the secondary market. Uh, so let's uh, just talk some new releases now that have come out and uh, in, in leading up to the date of release of this podcast, which will be on October 6th. Uh, there are some movies that have come out. Uh, let's start with My Best Friend's Exorcism, which is available now on Prime Video. Uh, I, I watched the trailer for this. And again, this is kind of a teeny horror movie. I, I, I'm not so sure it's my, my slice of pie. Uh, maybe if I'm ever bored, I might <laughs> try to watch this. But what, what, what's your initial uh, take on this movie? Yeah, you know, I, I actually had, I saw some of this uh, some ads pop up for this. I don't think I ever watched the full trailer, but I did catch snippets and I read about the movie. 
you know, it's it, it does look good. My best friend extraism. It's on uh, Prime Video. Uh, I don't know if Dave just said that, but uh, it's on Prime Video. Um, you know, it has Elsie Fisher, um, who is in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake on Netflix. Uh, that's a good one. So I'm glad to see that, you know, they are getting out there and, you know, getting put into more films because I did like them in the Texas Chainsaw movie. It's just uh, I don't know if this is going to be my cup of tea, but, you know, more power to them. The more exposure, the better, I suppose. <laughs> well, something that is definitely our cup of tea, though, uh, coming out uh, in theaters. On October 6th, is Terrifier 2. Uh, and uh, it, like I said, we said in the introduction episode, this is a movie that was on my list to watch for a long, long time. Just never got around to it. Uh, but because you sang the praises so much of it in that opening episode, I, I went right out that week and watched it and absolutely loved it. Went and I watched all Hollow's Eve after that uh, and everything else. Uh, so I, I cannot wait for this. The The trailer looks amazing. Uh, it, looks pretty, it looks pretty clever to me. It's almost like... Uh, it's it's kind of what you how it is with a especially now with with mass murderers and serial killers almost have this 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 cult type following and it it, it looked like that in the trailer you know like uh, Art the yeah. Clown is has become very popular in society and uh, it, it's pretty cool to see and uh, I, I I know I know you're looking forward to this movie oh yes oh yes um as a self proclaimed Art the Clown stan. Um, I'm very excited to potentially see this in theaters. Um, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it when we did our first take, but I do have a small gripe. Um, you know, the Terrifier 2, it's got a limited release. It's going to be released on Thursday. It's kind of part of, it's not Fathom Events specifically, but it's like an AMC special events type deal. Um, it's yeah. more expensive than normal tickets. And my primary gripe is that, you know, AMC, you are putting this film out there. This is an independent filmmaker. It's a very popular film. You know, the first one has an incredible cult following, but you're limiting the number of people who are probably going to see this movie because money, you know, and that's my that's my main yep. gripe. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll probably still go see it. Um, it is, however, two and a half hours long, which is going to be a doozy of a horror movie. But I'm excited. It is. I, I would love to see it in theater. Again, it's not showing anywhere near me. I'll have to drive nearly nearly an hour to see it. I'm not saying that's not doable, but I might. <laughs> it just depends. Again, it's a very limited short run, so I don't know whether the timing will work out or not. Uh, but it will be streaming uh, shortly thereafter, I believe. Uh, and I'm not sure what platform it's on. It's. I know the production is is by bloody disgusting. So whatever streaming platform they're tied to, uh, it'll be. I think it's exclusively with them for a while first. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking earlier in our discussion that was dropped uh, about a couple of there's a couple of cool. I don't know if you'll call them cameos or, or bit parts in this uh, by a couple of couple of other known actors and celebrities in here, Ike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the big two um, is Felisa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. For people who don't know, that is Angela. Um, Felisa Rose is fantastic in Sleepaway Camp. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I think uh, Dave kind of mentioned it, but, you know, we kind of hope that she gets killed in the movie. Be cool to see a cool death scene with Felisa Rose. And the other was Chris Jericho. Break down the walls, Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have that feeling that if Jericho was doing this, he it, it, part of his agreement was to get a cool death scene. I would venture to guess. Uh, I wonder uh, I wonder what his will be, though, if, if he will be playing himself in it or. Yeah, I, I wonder what it'll be. It's it's weird when people like that do uh, do something like that. But anyway, uh, then also coming up, uh, upcoming releases, I mean, uh, that are coming. Uh, Grim Cuddy is coming to Hulu on October 10th. Uh, Ike, we, this is, this looks very cool to me. I love the trailer. Uh, it looked like kind of a modern uh, monster movie, creature movie uh, tied into the Internet, urban legends, folklore type stuff almost uh, where there's this creature that has this you know kind of online following so to speak uh, and rumors and apparently it is it is real it is true or it's come has become real and it is killing people uh, but it, it looks very cool to me this looks like something that is definitely in my wheelhouse yeah no absolutely and you know and uh you know i i kind of mentioned on our first take but it was uh you know we have a kind of a i would say a a gap when it comes to uh, modern monster flicks. Um, so hopefully this will be a good creature feature, but uh, I kind of also mentioned that this kind of reminds me of the two thousands where they had the blue whale game or the urban legend of the blue whale game where uh, kids were, you know, being encouraged to harm themselves or kill themselves. And it was kind of a whole thing and a whole urban legend, you know, schools were on lockdown because of it. And, 
you know, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how they, you know, transpose this into a modern, you know, release. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. I'll, I'll definitely watch Grim Cuddy. Yeah. And then uh, coming out October 11th on uh, video on demand and streaming services is Spirit Halloween, the movie. Uh, I believe this had a very short, limited theater theatrical run uh, towards the end of September, beginning of October. But now it's coming out streaming. And uh, I'm like, this looks OK to me. It's got Christopher Lloyd in it. It looks like a fun kind of family Halloween type movie. It uh, could be cool to watch, you know, have one in the background as you're doing a fall Halloween activities. Uh, nothing spectacular, but but looks like it could be a, a fun little watch. Yeah, you know, I, I love Spirit Halloween. Uh, I love the Me store. Too. <laughs> so, you know, I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy it. It'll probably be one of those movies that's kind of cheesy, goofy. It, it's going to be so bad that it's good. And I guarantee 10 years from now, there will be a cult following for it. I'm going to call it yeah, out. Prob- <laughs> <laughs> probably a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come out like, as we will talk in our, our main event here today uh, of how that happens. <laughs> but then uh, <laughs> also coming out, uh, coming out on Hulu on October 7th uh, is a movie that we are going to cover and review next week here on the show. The new take on Hellraiser. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this very, very much. Uh, I, I love the original. I just rewatched the original this week. Uh, and uh, man, I, I can't because the trailer, it looks like even a better take. To me, because yeah. you do have the, I, I love the first movie. It's a great movie. But of course, the first movie was made in 1987. <laughs> uh, so a lot has happened in that time since that, you know, 30 something years uh, with the uh, filmmaking and uh, man, the new one that by the trailer, it, it looks it looks really, really good. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, I I don't hate remakes. I don't hate uh, when they go back and they change it or reinvent things. And I think that Hellraiser is probably one of the best bets on a remake because here's the deal. The original Hellraiser, you know, the the Xenobites are these ambiguous creatures um, that kind of come from the the cube or what I can't remember what the cube's called. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I can't remember that either. But, but you know, there are these ambiguous creatures. So, you know, in, in my mind, it's like even if uh, they change up Penhead or they change up these creatures – you know, the original Hellraiser can still exist. These could just be simply different Xenobites or maybe different incarnations. There's yep. such a whole crazy thing about it. And yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm I'm definitely excited for it. <laughs> yeah, and me too. And uh, then also a couple other notes, just some things that were announced. Um, oh, well, uh, there's a couple of things coming up. Uh, Werewolf by Night is coming out on Disney Plus on October 7th. I didn't have this in the notes. I, this is something I just came across right before we started recording. Uh, have you heard much about Werewolf by Night? It's it's a it's a comic, old comic, and apparently what this is it's it's a Marvel Marvel thing, mm-hmm. and apparently what they're trying to do is they're using this to it's going to be an episodic thing, but not like in a series. There's going to be one now, and maybe one down the road, and they're going to use this to kind of tie in some of the Marvel monster stuff and the monster you know like a monster monster hunting type thing, uh, and this okay. looks very very cool. I, I've I thought I read that they filmed this. They're doing this in black and white to make it give it that old feel. Uh, and they are very much plugging it as a, you know, a, a fall a Halloween type thing for them to do on Disney Plus. They're calling it the first Marvel exclusive event type thing. You know, it's not really a, a movie per se, uh, you know, a theatrical movie. I'm very much looking forward to this because, I you know, I love all things Marvel and I love, yeah. you know, monsters. So you, you put the two together and, and I think it's going to be some. Good stuff. I read some of these comics a long time ago when I was a kid. I don't really remember a whole lot about them. Um, but, you know, I think you, you tie in things like Man-Thing and, and some of those characters were really tied into this uh, type stuff. I think the main – I can't remember the main character, but I believe he's a, a monster hunter that's a werewolf too. I, I believe what it is what it is. Um, but then uh, also uh, something that I totally – just totally slipped my mind. We discussed it, I think, a, an episode or two. But uh, we're actually recording this right now on October 5th, and debuting the night is season two of the Chucky series. It uh, yep. comes out on Sci-Fi and USA, uh, so we would be remiss if we didn't mention that. Uh, I know we're both fans uh, of the, the series so far, and I'm looking forward to the second uh, second season. Uh, so I will watch. I'll be watching that first episode probably tomorrow. I always watch a day later on like Hulu and, and or whatever because uh, I don't I don't do I don't do cable. <laughs> but uh, <Not> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, season two of that. Uh, I, I know, like I said, I know you're a fan. You like, you enjoy Chucky, uh, the, the series. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really enjoyed the first season of Chucky. Um, you know, I, I am wary of the second season because they're bringing into it the, the kid um, 
who I greatly disliked from, you know, the sea to Chucky and whatnot, or, you know, whatever the hell the movie was that I watched half of and couldn't finish. Um, so I am a little nervous about that, but you know, I am, I am going to be open. I'm going to go into it open-minded and I'm going to watch this new season and, you know, see how it goes. Yeah. And then, uh, also, uh, something else that just came, uh, it's just, just announced, uh, that Pearl, uh, we had discussed earlier is the, uh, Excuse me. The prequel to X uh, is coming out digitally in physical copies on November 15th. And I know that's uh, about a month away from now, but I just the news just broke uh, this week. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. So that's everything we have for new and upcoming releases. Uh, Let's pause for just a moment and then we'll come back and discuss uh, what we did spooky this week and what we watched this week. Halloween, the festival of Sauron, the last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. All right, and we're back on Listen to Their Screams, and now we're going to talk about what Ike and I did spooky this week, especially this time of year. We're always trying to do something uh, kind of spooky, Halloween-related, but, you know, this is something, you know, all year round, you do what you can. Uh, But this week was kind of a big week for both of us. We both did something kind of big, and Ike, we'll start with yours. Um, because I believe you, this happened first, uh, over this past weekend, you attended, uh, Pensacon's Halloween Fest at Pensacola, Florida, uh, for anybody who wants more information on Pensacon, uh, their big event is in February and you can go to Pensacon.com. Uh, that talks all about their events. They have this amazing roster of guests coming up for the Pensacon in February. It's unreal. Just when you think it cannot get any bigger, there more is at it. So make sure you check that out again. It's at Pensacon.com. But this past weekend, they had a little a little mini fest, a Halloween fest, like, and you attended that. Uh, tell us about that and what what there was, what you saw, and, and what it was like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so basically, Pensacon Halloween Fest uh, was you know this past weekend, Saturday Sunday type deal. Um, they actually had it at a kind of a local like amusement park type deal. Um, uh, I think it's called like Fun City or something like that. I, I cannot remember off the top of my head. Uh, but they have like, you know, an outdoor pavilion type deal and they held it there. And honestly, it was great. They had a band playing, um, you know, they uh, the band was playing some spooky music, you know, singing some Halloween uh, theme songs. And, you know, they had a bunch of vendors there, a lot of people selling different you know products, different, you know, horror related content and also just some non horror stuff. You know, people selling stickers, you know, the, the typical stuff, the typical fare. Uh, of course, they had food and drink. Obviously, I, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for good food and it smelled good. I, I did. I, I, you know, I held myself back. I didn't didn't buy the food. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we walked around, took pictures, all that stuff. But I think the two like the biggest things that they had there is they had a uh, model of the Christine car um, from the Stephen King movie, Christine. They also had the Munsters car from the original monster series. In addition the, to the, the monster's mon- car, <laughs> go the ahead. monster coat, the monster coach. Oh, the coach, there two cars. There's, there's the monster coach and there was Dragula. So <laughs> Dragula. Oh, man. So this is the this is the monsters coach. Um, but yeah, in addition, this is kind of their day to day car. Right. But in addition to the monsters coach, you also had Eddie Munster himself, which is Butch Patrick. Butch Patrick. Right. Yeah. yeah Butch yeah. Patrick. Um, he was there. You know, he was looking good. He, you know, was taking pictures, signing stuff. And we also had it was um, the voice of Bowser from the Mario series, which was Reggie. Oh, man, I forgot his name, but I'll look it up while we're talking. But, yeah, he was there, too. But, um, yeah, no, it was honestly it was great. It it was it was kind of small, but it was successful. There were a lot of people there. So I I have high hopes for the future that they'll be able to bring more people in and do it a little bit bigger next year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere and and there's. These things are great. People love these things. There's lots of people that you can get as guests. I mean, there's so many people that that had parts in horror movies that people love to come see. Even people that just had bit parts, people love to come and see them. So the potential for something like this is is always great. Uh, so that's what I did. What I did was the other day I went and visited the Myers house uh, here in North Carolina. And what this is, uh, again, if you want some information, you can follow them on Instagram. They're at Myers House NC on Instagram. Or you can go to MyersHouseNC.com. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just MyersHouse.com. Uh, MyersHouseNC on Instagram, and it's just MyersHouse.com is the website. Uh, and what this is is a guy who is a huge horror fan. I mean, absolutely over-the-top horror fan. And uh, he was talking, and he uh, 
he's a graphic designer, I believe, by trade. And um, he used to work for <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie, which made me <laughs> chuckle when he mentioned it because of our discussion on her last week with the Munsters movie. But anyway, he worked with her, I guess, her clothing line she had. Or maybe I don't know if she still does or not. But anyway, he worked for about 10 years. He worked for them, uh, for her on the clothing line. And uh, so that guy, that's his he's always loved horror movies, but that gave him a, a, a foot in the door because he got to go to the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween premiere. Uh, he actually had a, a extra part in the Halloween movie, but he said his scene got cut. But anyway, he's in it. Uh, but anyway, when he was uh, first decided he wanted to come back to this area, to North Carolina, he was looking at houses, didn't find anything he liked. So decided he was going to build his own. And so, you know, as, as, People uh, we all have in our life. He sat around and said, well, if I could live in any house, what would I live in? And he said, well, <laughs> hell, I'd live in the, the Myers house because he's a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. And uh, so he started to research and, and started to do what he could. Uh, he had already visited the house once uh, because he said uh, he decided that it's in uh, it's in Pasadena, California, the, the house actually in the movie. And it's actually a historic site now because it's the oldest house residence house in Pasadena. So it's it's always going to be there now. It's a historic thing. Uh, he said it's actually been moved from where it was when they filmed the movie. But anyway, long story short, he he visited it. He got talking to a lady who worked in an office at the historical society that lit, uh, in there uh, was getting pictures because there were no blueprints. And, and and he said that this house, he believes, was actually a kit house bought in the back of a Sears and Roebuck catalog way back when. It was built in the 1800s. And that was brought by train and taken off and, and put together in the original site. So it was pretty cool. So he did all this research, all these pictures, had people do measurements, had the blueprints, blueprints, excuse me, drawn up, had, had to have parts and materials brought from all over the place. And some of it made to make this replica of this house. And he has, it is externally, at least a spot on replica of the house in the movie. And it is, it's remarkable. The windows and everything uh, inside, it's pretty close, but he did have to make some changes he said the actual house did not have bathrooms and it, it was not a not a very big house it actually didn't have a kitchen per se they threw a kitchen in it just for the movie but it wasn't really a working kitchen uh, he said it's a kind of a small house but it they had four bedrooms in the in the original house so they were small bedrooms i think he said his only has two it was their bigger rooms anyway so the inside's a little different but the externally it, it it's great i mean even the shrubbery and stuff i mean he even had the strobe realty sign out front. He even had the clothesline with the sheets on it down the hill. It was very, very cool. Uh, if you look at our social media, you can see a picture of me in front of it. Uh, but that's what I did. It was something we knew was in the area. They only do these uh, these kind of little get-togethers every so often. So we jumped on one when they had it. Uh, and it was it was a little drive for me to get there. It was like an hour and a half, but it was well worth it. Uh, and, and it was very, very cool. So, again, check them out, MyersHouse.com. Uh, if you're ever in the area and they have an event, I highly recommend uh, going to see it. Uh, so that's what we did, Spooky, this week. Now let's discuss what we watched this week. Uh, I, I I watched uh, I watched a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I watched uh, All Hallows Eve because um, you know I was on that Terrifier kick and I thought, well, I'm going to see this. Um, it was pretty cool. I don't think it was the strongest Terrifier because it's does not have a, a you know a, a set story in it, but it's it's okay. Um, it's it's fun to watch, um, but it again it is available free on Prime, Peacock, and Voodoo, and it's on Voodoo. Uh, so check that out if you if you're into to Art the Clown like we discussed earlier. And then I watched uh, VHS and VHS two because I hadn't seen them yet. Really? And uh, yeah, and they're okay. I know a lot of people like I I'm hit or miss with anthology type movies. They've yeah. got to be done right. They weren't bad. They were okay, uh, but. Eh, you know, I, I, to me, some of them just they're a dime a dozen. You know, some yeah. of them there, there wasn't a whole lot really that just set it out uh, as anything spectacular. I don't see it as something I'll jump to rewatch, but it was something you know I felt like I need to check off the list and, and and watch. I'll watch the others. I know there's a there I think there's a new one coming out right that's coming out on Shutter uh, in the near future. Um, yeah, they so, have. There's the three. There's uh, 1994. Like, yeah, and I think the new one's gonna be 99 or yeah. something. Um, so I know there's a couple more. I'll probably watch them because I'm one of those people that once I've watched a couple, I'm a completist. I'm like, ah, I feel like I need to watch it all just to just to have a fair big picture. Um, and sometimes that's a bad philosophy to have. 
because <laughs> you struggle through some crap sometimes oh, yeah. uh, when you do that. Uh, but that's that's really all I've watched uh, this week uh, coming in. Uh, I, I know you had a again, here we are. We're kind of off balance. You had a slew of stuff you watched. Oh, yeah. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, you, you went and saw Smile. You're going to discuss that more here in just a bit. You're going to give a little more in-depth review. But what else did you watch this week uh, besides that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I watched some shows, watched some movies. So I'll start with the shows. Um, I watched uh, – I have not finished it, but American Horror Stories uh, – I should say American Horror Stories. It's the uh, season two. It's the uh, – basically the American Horror Stories are like individual stories per episode, sort of like an anthology. Um, you know, obviously uh, American Horror Story itself is an anthology series because each season is different, but Horror Stories is like a spinoff where they just do a different thing every episode. So that was pretty cool. Um I haven't watched all of it yet, but I'm about halfway through, and it's it's relatively good. First season was better. Um, I also watched the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, show on Netflix. It's Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And, it, you know, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, I have seen some other stuff about Jeffrey Dahmer. I watched My Friend Dahmer, which is on Hulu, not recently. But, um, you know, as far as Jeffrey Dahmer shows go, I really actually enjoy the Netflix one. I know there's a, quite a bit of contention regarding it. Um, but I felt like it really did justice to, you know, the victims and it really, really, really puts Jeffrey Dahmer in the, the appropriate light, makes him out to the absolute fucking monster that he actually is. But mm-hmm. both of those were good shows. Quite enjoyed it. Um, in addition to that, I watched some movies. Um, I've been kind of waiting. I, I just never got around to watching this, but I watched The Town That Dreaded Sundown. It's an old slasher that I believe actually predates uh, Halloween. Um, it, it's from, I believe, I think, 74. And it's on YouTube. It's free with ads. Um, in my opinion, it's just all right. It, it kind of approaches the it, it was revolutionary for the time because it approached it with the you know documentary mindset, where it was doing a documentary about a series of murders. So it was like a mockumentary kind of tip deal. Um I also watched the taking of Deborah Morgan on Tubi. Um, Tubi is a free service with ads. Taking of Deborah Morgan is one of my favorite like possessions slash ghost type movies. It's about a woman who has Alzheimer's, um, but we learn um, it is not just Alzheimer's. There is more going on there than just that. Um, in addition to that, I also watched uh, Hell House LLC one, two, and actually three. Um, the first one is on AMC Plus slash Shutter. It's also on Tubi and Voodoo for free. The second is on Tubi and Voodoo for free. And the third one is exclusively on AMC Plus slash Shudder. Um, it's actually a Shudder production. So Hell House is just uh, – the first one was great. The second one was all right. The third one, I would go as far to say it was mediocre. Um, it was trying to round off the series in the best way it could. I don't think it landed, but the first two Hell House movies are good. Uh, long story short, the Hell House LLC series follows the Hotel Ab- Abaddon, which is in Abaddon, New York, um, that is converted into a haunted attraction called Hell House LLC. Um, shit goes down, and this tells the story of the shit that went down and the uh, backsplash, if you will, that uh, occurred afterwards. In addition, <laughs> In addition to that, I also watched Halloween and or Halloween Kills and Halloween. Um, you know, and this is a real quick segue that if you are wanting to watch Halloween Ends that comes out the October 14th, which is not this coming weekend, but next weekend, uh, make sure you watch Halloween 1979. That is on AMC Plus, Shutter, and Redbox for free, actually. Halloween 2018, which is for rental or purchase on Vudu, Prime, or Apple TV. For some reason, you can't find the streaming anywhere. Don't know why. Uh, Halloween Kills 2021 is on HBO Max and also rental and purchase on Vudu. But I did watch those in preparation for the 14th because I am pumped. Yep, me too. And I, I'll be rewatching those uh, soon. I actually uh, started to watch Halloween, the the original Halloween 2, uh, last night because I skipped the, the first Halloween yeah. because I want to watch it in the in the new timeline. But I will watch all the other Halloween movies as well. <laughs> uh, so I watched about half of Halloween 2 last night uh, before I started to fall asleep. Um, so was that everything that you had watched, Isaac? I, th- besides, I think so. <laughs> besides besides, the, besides Smile. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's take a little break here and pause for a moment. We come back. We will have our reviews, Ike's review of Smile and our review of Hocus Pocus 2. 
Zin? Hocus Pocus 2, rated PG, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. All right, and we are back. Uh, before we dive into the reviews, uh, we did have a Twitter poll uh, tied into Hocus Pocus 2, and it was simply, if you had seen it, did you enjoy it? Uh, and it was overwhelmingly yes. 70% said yes, 30% said no. Uh, but before we dive into Hocus Pocus 2, Ike, uh, since I don't have anything to, to contribute to it, why don't you... Give us your take on Smile. I guess before we do this, uh, we should have said this probably at the top of the episode. Uh, spoiler warnings. We don't really dive into a lot of details. We don't want to give everything away. But, of course, in the course of discussion, discussion, uh, some things might be revealed. Uh, so just be warned of that. If you want to hear nothing about this movie, these movies before you see them, uh, you might pause us now. Uh, so get that out of the way. Uh, so I tell us about Smile, which, of course, now is showing in theaters, has had this huge promotional push behind it uh, online and everything. It's it's pretty phenomenal. The push, like I said, it's been at. Uh, I, I, I noted, I think, last episode that they had been at some MLB games. They had some actors there doing uh, on camera. And then I saw that they even they've been doing it at other things, too. And there was actually one on Good Morning America. <laughs> uh, and uh, like right behind Al Roker, you could see one. So that is pretty cool. Uh, so Ike, tell us about Smile. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I went and watched Smile. Went and watched it in theaters. Um, you know, I was I originally was not going to, um, but I you know I saw this big push in marketing. You know, I I heard from a lot of different sources that you know, hey, this is actually a pretty solid horror movie. Um, it's gotten relatively good reviews. I don't really look at reviews, but if you care about reviews. It is a 7 out of 10 on IMDb uh, with a 68 Metascore. Um, I don't know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually don't care for Rotten Tomatoes. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Smile follows our main character, Rose Cotter. Um, I Actually, my, my apologies, Dr. Rose Cotter in the film, who is played by Sosie Bacon, um, who, first of all, um, if, you, if you didn't kind of put it together, that's Kevin Bacon's kid. Um, mm. Kevin Bacon and Kira Segwig. Segwig? Segwig? Uh, anyways. Segwig. Sedwick, there you go. But uh, Sozie Bacon, fantastic in this film. I want to put that first, like, front and center. Um, Sozie Bacon was a fantastic performance, and I really hope um, that she continues to do horror films because if, you know, she was in more horror films, I think that horror films would be better. Great actress. That well, being cool said. Kevin Bacon <laughs> is, is diving more into that, too, because he did uh, – what was the one movie he did? Uh, they Them. I, I can't remember what – yeah, They Them, but there was – I was trying to think of one before, and I can't remember what – it slipped my mind what it was. But have you have you seen They Them? I have seen They Them. I, I really man, that was that was good. I loved it. Yeah, it, it was it was he was it, but man, he was so good in the role. No, absolutely, yeah. No, Kevin They They Them is one of those movies where like it definitely reminded me of like Friday the thirteenth, like mm-hmm. that seventies slasher and oh man, they them was excellent, one hundred percent. If you haven't the seen cat, it, it's good. The cast was great. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so back to Smile. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. But no, yeah, absolutely. Smile, um, you know, to kind of rewind, Smile follows the main character, which is Dr. Rose Cotter. Dr. Rose Cotter, um, you know, witnesses a very bizarre suicide by one of her patients. um, And, you know, the patient explains that she had been seeing this creature that poses as people she knows. And it just smiles at her, this creepy, unending and, you know, just vile smile. And she basically kills herself in a very brutal fashion. Um, And Dr. Rose Cotter figures, you know, okay, you know, I guess I just need to take some time away from this, you know, after some encouraging. And, you know, slowly but surely she descends into madness and. You know, obviously, without spoiling too much, um, the movie was great. The movie had fantastic editing, it had great music. Um, the actors were fantastic. There were so many great people in the film itself. Um, my, however, one criticism of this film was that you had this great lead up. You had this great movie. It 
felt like it was following a very natural conclusion, and then the ending ruined it. Oh. So I, I'm not saying this in a way for people not to watch it because it's still 100% worth the watch. But the way that the film ended, it was your typical, predictable horror movie ending for this kind of movie. Um, you know, the ending very much reminded me of like if you've never seen the Bye Bye Man, that was a movie that I would say had a very similar ending. I was hoping that this would take a more ambiguous ending from like It Follows. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think that this movie could have done better on its uh, execution of the final the finale, the final act. But overall, I would still give this a solid you know, uh, three out of five when it comes to like, you know, our, you know, what, what's the, the, the scale that we <laughs> three screams. Yeah. I would give it like three and a half screams out of five. I don't know if I can do halves, but <laughs> I, I would give it three and a half screams out of five that I would, I would give it that I almost would give it four, if not more. Um, it just, that final act just rubbed me the wrong way. And I walked out of that theater saying to myself, Man, why did they have to do so good and then poop it out at the end? <laughs> well, three and a half is still pretty strong. Um, yeah, I, I still, I still am looking forward to seeing it again. It's yeah. hard not to get caught up in the promotional push of it. Uh, it just makes you want to want to see it. Um, but speaking of promotional push, our next movie is Hocus Pocus two. And uh, you know, Hocus Pocus two is, is this whole thing's weird to me, really. <laughs> because, and I don't mean this in a bad way per se, but I I, I like the first movie, right? It's a fun movie. Um, it, it's one that I watch every year, and, and I enjoy it. But it's not one of those movies that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just dying to watch Hocus Pocus. It's just yeah. one of those movies that when it comes, you know, Halloween, fall, I, I you know, when I have a slew of things to watch, it, it gets watched. Um, part of the and part of the reason it, it started is because you know my wife loves the movie. Um, but I always, but I seem to remember that the movie didn't do real well originally. And it's one of those things that, which again, I mean, this could be the tagline for lots of horror movies and and movies in this vein. And I'm not saying this is necessarily a horror movie per se, but um, they didn't do well, but they, they, then they gained that following that cult following that, you know, whether it be in rental or streaming or whatever, that it gets that, that following. But man, this thing has turned into a juggernaut and it's so merchandised and everything else. And that's cool. Don't get me wrong. I have no issues with that. And then it again it has sparked this sequel all these years later, which was so anticipated and everything else. Even I was excited for it. And again, it's not like you know, I I again I enjoy Hocus Pocus, but it's not like it's one of my favorite movies. But I was really, really looking forward to it. And we made an event of it here. You know, we had a this big dinner we made and we were just on you know, the night it came out and we watched it and it was it was this thing and I and I of course I love I love that. I like making a, an event of these movies coming out. Oh yeah. Um and I watched this um, and I have been, I have to say, I, I liked Hocus Pocus two more than I liked the first one. I, I thought it was much, again, it's no knock on the first one. I just felt this was more enjoyable. I felt yeah. like the story was better. Uh, overall, it, it didn't feel choppy. It flowed very well. And I really liked the young people they cast in this and the job they did. And, um, and so I, again, I, I did. I very much enjoyed this one more than I did the first one. Um, I thought it was very fun. And, I, and if I were going to rewatch just one of the two, I would almost every time probably rewatch this one. Um, I, I liked the, the the introduction. Again, some or spoilers here if I, I'm going to give away some things. But I liked the beginning of the movie when it showed them when they were young. Um, and it kind of – because to me, there, there's something to be said for a villain, so to speak, or an evil person who's just purely evil. Right. The Michael Myers. Right. You don't yeah. know why. Why did he stay there? Because that's that's part of that character. But when you have something like this and these characters who are witches, they've clearly made a choice to become witches and, yeah. and to go this route. So I kind of liked how in this movie they gave that the reason why. And, you know, because the, the sisters were going to you know were going to be separated and take it from each other. And and, uh, you know, so made them run into the forbidden forest or whatever it was they called it. Um and I, I strongly I strongly believe that Hocus Pocus as a franchise is nowhere near done. I believe there's going to be more to it with maybe that probably the young characters uh, that they've introduced. I believe in the early scene that showed them when they were young, that witch that was in the woods that originally had the book. 
I think she's going to come back into it because wasn't she like a, a raven or a crow or something, right? Yeah. Which was in the modern times. We saw this bird a couple times in the modern take, like right at the very end of the movie even. So I'm yep. thinking that they're going to – it's going to tie into it whether they – I've heard rumblings that they'll do a series on Disney Plus or something. I fully think they're going to do something uh, with this, the young the, the young cast of, and, and stuff and continue on, which is fine. You know, that, that's, that's you know, that, more power to them. I have no problem with that. Uh, but again, I very much enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. Uh, again, it's not a movie that I'm going to get this huge urge to watch all the time because it's just not – I'm not the prime audience for this. But yeah. but I thought it was I thought it was overall more enjoyable than the first one. You know, I I think I would I would generally agree. You know, I, I don't wrong. I love Hocus Pocus. Um, it's one of those movies that I do watch every year. Um, you know, it came out in what, 1993, something, something like, like that? that, early 90s before I was born even. And, you know, but it was still something that was on TV, something we watched. Um, from my understanding, it was like one of those like Disney Channel movies. It was like a Disney Channel movie. It was on the Disney Channel. Um it was a Halloween, you know, special type deal. And like you said, it gained like this crazy cult following from honestly millennials who watched it as they were kids. And they're like, you know, let's holy shit. This is the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, and and it's like I liked Hocus Pocus. Excuse me. I like Hocus Pocus, but <clears throat> I think Hocus Pocus 2 actually takes it in a very much different direction. You know, like you said, he definitely gives rationale to the Sanderson sisters. You know, honestly, I, I kind of it, it was one of those situations where you kind of almost agree with what the Sanderson sisters were doing originally. But you kind you can kind of see where their path got a little broken down and a little um, corrupted, if you will. Um, and so, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, but absolutely, I definitely think that they're going to do more with it. Um, I think that uh, Hocus Pocus 3 is definitely going to be in the works. I think, you know, from what I've seen, it has been loosely confirmed. I've also seen speculation um, that they intend to do a either a series or a movie as like a prequel to kind of show more about the lives of the Sanderson sisters. They'll recast the kids who played them in this movie, which in my opinion was one of the best parts. Those kids were perfectly chosen. I mean, yeah. I don't, I can't remember his name, but the boyfriend guy, right? The, yeah. the athlete guy, he was great. He was yeah. the guy that kept getting scared. And so he was, didn't realize that he was uh, making fun of people. Um, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely was sorry. But I believe my favorite character in this entire movie was the mayor. Oh, he yeah. was he was so hilarious. Dude just wanted a candy apple. I, I love <laughs> how he just got caught up in everything and was just it just seemed like this really kind of fun guy. That's the kind of guy you want to be the mayor of your town. Uh, he seemed uh, <laughs> seemed so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I think that evil mayor is kind of a an archetype oh, in a lot of movies, yeah. every movie. And I was so <laughs> fearful that they were going to pull something like that here. Right. Or he was going to get possessed or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, because you're right. That is, that's a very tired thing that has done a lot. And I like that. It never, it never went that way. And uh, the oh. biggest you know, tragedy with him was he, he wanted that candy <laughs> apple and he didn't get it. So. Nope. Didn't get his damn candy apple. And, uh, you know, I think another thing that really cracked me up is that they definitely evolved this movie. Um, the part where uh, it's uh, Kathy and Shimi's on the uh, Roombas. Oh yeah. my God, that had me rolling. I, yeah, I thought that, that was the funniest shit that, ever. Yeah, that thing. Here's my thing. When that first happened, and and again, the one Sarah Jessica Parker's. I can't. Remember, I don't know the witch's names, but anyway, Sarah Jessica Parker was on a Swiffer, right? And I thought that. Oh, that's that's clever because that is kind of the modern broom. And uh, but when she was on that at first, I thought, Nah, man, are you? You're kind of you're kind of stretching a little, but. It was okay. It was, you know, but I loved how the Roombas played a part in the plot of the movie yep. because they got them out of the, the salt circle. Yep. And I thought, I thought that was extraordinarily clever uh, because I kept sitting there. I'm one of those people that when I watch the movie, I'm trying to think one step ahead. Right. I'm yeah. trying to, or, you know, and I was sitting there with their chat. I thought, how are they going to get out of this? You know, how are they going to, who's going to let them out? You know, who will, who will do this? And then when the Roomba, the Roombas come up the driveway, I thought, oh, <laughs> that, that's pretty clever. And, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> You know, and again, it movies like this sometimes when you have uh, characters out of time, sometimes they try to force that out of time humor too much. And yeah. it's it's it. And again, that's something that can be kind of tired too. 
And I was worried, you know, because they, they, they did the Walgreens thing. And I thought, oh, or what are they going to do here? But again, it was I thought it was cleverly done. Um, and I, I think it, it walked the line very well where they didn't play too much on that, that they were so enamored with, the, you know, this modern times. But it, it dipped the toe in enough to, to get the jo- some jokes in there related to it. Um, yeah, when they were when they were in there eating the the face creams and stuff, I was I was rolling. I was like, was, I, who who thinks of this? I was like, genuinely, who the fuck thought of this? But it was great. Yeah. Uh, the the souls it was pre, pre extracted. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I mean, to me, Bet Bet Midler, you could I mean you couldn't tell much difference in her character, the looks of her character between the two movies. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was pretty close. You could tell she you could see her age a little. Uh, in it, which is, I mean, it's okay. I mean, to be shown, uh, I thought Kathy Najimy, I thought, I wonder about her because like in the dance and some of the sequences, she wasn't as active as the other two and yeah. they kind of hit her some with some camera shots. So I wonder if, if maybe she's, you know, has her as, as aged a little, I, I don't, I'm not real f- familiar with her outside of this. Uh, so I just wonder if maybe her age, you know, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker was just as animated as she was in the first one, jumping around and, and everything. And Bette Midler was was fairly active, too. But she just seemed a little like they had to kind of hide her sometimes in the angles and in the, in the shots a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I don't know yeah. how to say that. Um, and uh, and again, I mean, it's probably just an eight. I mean, it's been a long time. And, you know, they weren't exactly super young when they filmed it the first time. Um, but but I thought they they all did well and I thought it was shot well. I, again, I thought the casting was great. Uh, I thought the story was was you know good enough, uh, and it was it was fun. Um, I I really I mean I, like I said I enjoyed it. Uh, I I liked it more than the first, and uh, it's it will probably be one of those that'll probably be in the fall rotation every year. Now it's I, yeah. I think the Hocus Pocus has now turned into a double shot, uh, probably each year, uh, and it'll be one of those things that I'll watch the first one, wanting to get to the second one, and. Uh, and I'll be curious now, having seen the second one, uh, sometimes when you make a sequel, it, it brings a little more light or a little more depth to the original. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be curious now to see, uh, you know, what that's like uh, rewatching in the future. So. So let's let's rate it. Uh, unless you, do you have any more comments, Ike, on, on Hocus Pocus 2? No, just uh, only last thing is watch it, guys. Go go get a, go get a watch. It was it's worth it. I would yeah, say that for sure. I, I would say that too. And uh, I think if I was if I'm giving it a rating, uh, I think I'm going to give it a three and a half screams uh, out of five. And that is not a knock on any part. The only reason that I'm shorting it at all is just because again I, I'm not the prime viewer target for this. And while I did enjoy it, it's not one of those movies that if I'm sitting around I'm going to throw on. That's just in my my vein of favorites. So that's the only thing holding it back. You know, I mean, again, it's just, uh, you know, it's fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But it's it's not, you know, it's not in I'm not in that 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 key demo for this movie anyway. So yeah. it's not going to hit me as well as, you know, and I didn't have the nostalgia for the first one and everything to even push me even further like some people do. So, uh, again, for me, it's going to be I think I'm going to give it a three and a half screams. You know, I, I think I'm right almost there with you. I am going to go a little bit above, and I'm going to say four screams out of five. Um, you know, I think for me, Hocus Pocus kind of has that um, sentimental value because I watched it growing up. Um, you know, being a 90s baby, that was one of those horror movies that, you know, was shown to me at a pretty young age. Uh, well, horror movies, you know, spooky, you know, Halloween movies. Um, you know, and I think that it was, you know, is worth the watch. The Hocus Pocus 2 hit all the right marks it really corrected some of the weird stuff that they did in the original movie. And I think some of the weird stuff that they did in the original movie mostly had to do with some of their like shortcomings with budget and effects. So I think that with the modern age, with how much um, crazy shit that they can do with very little, I think that Hocus Pocus two was a perfect series to remake in a way. So yeah, I would say four out of five. I, I would say it was a near perfect uh, rendition of Hocus Pocus um, which I think did very much uh, show up the original, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's a, again, it is a to me, it's a near perfect family Halloween movie. It's yeah. one of those that that anybody, you know, as a family, if you have if you have kids or young you know, people, they can watch it. Everybody's going to find humor in it in some way. Everybody's going to be going to get visually. It's a great looking movie. Um, so it's a great, great family movie. Um, but we've we've done, you know, 
two episodes worth of reviews so far, and we've done <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2, The Monsters, as our two <laughs> kind of key things. And I know there's people out there saying, what the hell? You're supposed to be a horror podcast, and what are you doing? Well, we've said, you know, we do monster movies, we do spooky movies, and we felt these were such big releases that we we needed yeah. to do them. But next week, we're throwing, you know, gloves are off, and like we said, we're doing Hellraiser, uh, which is coming out on Hulu, and, and we're finally full force diving headfirst into horror. And we don't have to – no longer what we have to say. We know it's not horror per se uh, because <laughs> we're going to, right? And everybody, you know, hang tough. We will have plenty of classics we're going to hit on uh, as well as new releases. And it, it's not always going to be family films, not by a long shot. But we just feel like when the, you know, a big release comes out, we, we've got to cover it because it fits the vein. So next week we'll be reviewing Hellraiser, uh, which is coming out soon on Hulu, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing this one and reviewing this. Uh, probably, I, I'm most excited of any of the movies we've done so far. I'm most excited to, to dive into this one. Yep, I would agree. I think it's going to be great, great remake. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch the original just so I have it in my head. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, I'm pretty excited about this. I love Hellraiser, I love Clyde Barker, so I'm excited to also jump headfirst and raise some hell with Hellraiser. That's right, and it, like I said, well, this will enable us to to dive a little deeper. To to, to you know, when we talk, we're gonna we'll talk Clyde Barker some. We'll we'll talk about some of the old Hellraiser movies and the whole that franchise and and the hits or misses and and it's been forever since I've seen some of them. And I know some of them are pretty bad, but yeah. uh, but but when you you know we'll finally get to dive into the meat and potatoes of the show and it'll it'll enable us to you know I can't talk forever on Hocus Pocus too I just can't right I mean there's only so much I can do uh, yeah. but something like a Hellraiser I, I think you know we'll be able to to dive a little deeper uh, and talk a little more uh, we'll you know we'll be able to talk visual effects we'll we'll be able lots of stuff but, you know, we can we can go off on this so check that out on our next episode uh, so Ike you got anything else before we close and get out of here. That is uh, that's a negative Ghost Rider. Absolutely. Uh, time to time to get back to Spooktober activities. Uh, and uh, we're glad you joined us for this episode. And uh, we look forward to next episode, uh, like we said, where we talk Hellraiser. Uh, but before then, make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you follow us on the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams. But until next week, that's Ike, I'm Dave, and wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.